welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is your host, Sarah Hart Unger, and this is the podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. If I sound a little bit different today, it's because I am recording in my office live for my call week. I'm hoping that I'm done with clinical work for the day and headed to a meeting, so I thought I would grab this spare 25 minutes I have to record this episode for you guys. And it's going to be all about things I'm dealing with this week, like stress. But first, I wanted to answer a listener question that I got recently, and that was about how I am using my Erin Condren Monthly Goal Planner. She said, I'd love a deep dive on how you're using your current goal-setting planner. So I had talked about this, and I definitely feel like this is something that would be fun to make a YouTube video about in the future, maybe when I'm done with call, although there is not that much visual to see in it although I'm happy to share my list. I'm trying to think if there's anything in there I wouldn't want you guys to see, and I don't really think so. I am currently using an Erin Condren Monthly that has a faux leather-like cover in the lilac, and it was purchased on sale. It wasn't terribly expensive, something in the $30 range, and it has the months from January 2023 to December 2023, and it has a little dashboard, a monthly calendar, and about 10 blank pages between each month, as well as about 80, no, something like 40 blank pages at the end of the planner. It has lovely mohawk paper and is a pleasure to write on, like all Erin Condren products that I've ever used. And so far, it's really, really working for me. In previous years, I have used the Cultivate What Matters whatever their, you know, 12-month planner is. And it was beautiful and it served me well during those times. But I decided I wanted something a little bit more custom, a little bit more open, less prescriptive prep work, and more my own tracking and goal setting in one easy-to-reference place. And so that's why I decided to move on to the Easy Monthly. In it, I have some collections lists in the back part of the planner. So in the back, as I mentioned, there's about 40 blank pages, and I decided that this would be a great place to put collections that aren't tied to a specific month. So I have a list of restaurants I want to try. I'm keeping a list of the books I've read this year, movies watched, travel I want to do this year, and I am sure I'm going to add more lists as a year goes by, but right now that's what I'm starting with. I also have in that same section a yearly goals list both one that is separated by categories, as well as a 23 for 2023 list of a lot of one-off little things that I'm interested in trying to accomplish this year. Then inside the monthly sections, I'm keeping my quintile goals and my monthly goals. Remember, there's about 10 line pages between each of the monthlies, so I can certainly with ease fit my quintile goals in the January, April, June, August and November sections. As for me, that's when my quintiles each begin. So in my January section, I have my list of Q1 or quintile one goals. And then I have a smaller list of monthly goals. It is smaller because logically speaking, I have more things that I want to get done during the quintile than I want to get done during the month. Oh, I forgot in my collections list, I also have an allowance kind of planning list. As I mentioned, I wanted to do a little bit more thoughtful spending this year. I do use You Need a Budget for all of my budgeting, and my husband and I each get a personal allowance. We give ourselves a personal allowance each month, and I decided that this year I would try to plan out how like my priorities for spending said allowance. So I decided to keep that in the list in the collection section of this planner, and it's been fun to dream about and reference and follow for the most part. So yeah, that's another thing in my collections section. 
So as I mentioned, there's a monthly goals. And then because it's an Erin Condren monthly product, they have this lovely dashboard area, which is great for keeping memories and highlights. So I'm going to do a photo of the month and I put the books that I read during the month, any media highlights like a movie that I loved. And then on the monthly spreads, instead of using them as like a calendar, I'm using them more as a tracking system. So I've just been putting my minutes of screen time for January on that monthly layout, as well as what I've read each day so that I can kind of see if I end up stalling out on a book or stopping reading. It might be a clue that it's time to abandon a book that isn't serving me well during that time. So yeah, that's pretty much how I'm using it. Again, I recognize this would be really fun on video. So hopefully I will ultimately make my very second YouTube of what my current monthly goal planner looks like for 2023. All right. So I am going to take a quick break and I'm going to be back to talk a little bit about how I deal with stress during these call weeks and other stressful times of my life. All right, I'll be back. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Prep Dish. If you're headed into a busy spring, and aren't we all, I definitely think it's worth taking a look at what Prep Dish has to offer. I personally have been using Prep Dish for years now to plan our family's meals. It is truly so much easier and better than what I could come up with on my own. Every Friday, I receive a new weekly meal plan straight to my inbox. This includes an ingredient list, a prep plan, and all the recipes you need for the week. There are separate plans for gluten-free, paleo, low-carb, and super fast. And now they've even added a protein boost option. For years, we've been using the super fast menu as a scaffold for our weekly dinner plans. I love that I can easily make adaptations or substitutions if I need to, but also the recipes are genuinely really well thought out and truly taste great. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to check it out. So this is a great way to see if the plans will work for you. Check out PrepDish.com slash plans for this amazing deal. Again, that's PrepDish.com slash plans for your first two weeks free. If you try it, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick and what I'm hoping to wear all season is the Callan dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, I am back. So as I mentioned, I am currently on clinical call right now. I am a pediatric endocrinologist and I currently work part-time, which is 60%. So most weeks I work Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and it's great. I do, however, also have to take call just like my colleagues. I do take it at a reduced share, at a 60% share, which we felt like made sense since I'm you know, a 60% employee. And that means about six weeks a year, which really isn't that bad. But during each of those weeks, it is a pretty stressful job for me. You know, I'm reminded by my colleague, Laura Vanderkam, that a week is 168 hours. And let me tell you, I feel every single one of those hours during a call week because I am on call for them consecutively. And during any of those hours, someone might call to ask to speak with a pediatric endocrinologist on call. Maybe it's a parent, maybe it is the hospital. And nine times out of 10, that's completely warranted. And I understand the need for that. But at the same time, that doesn't negate that it's it's stressful. Just like having a newborn, when they cry, it's not their fault whatsoever, but it's still really, really stressful and hard for the new mom. One does not negate the other. So it's okay that I find it hard. And it's also okay that people need me during those weeks. Anyway, some weeks are definitely busier than others. But since I am on call at night, you know, I don't get great sleep. I can't control, you know, how often I have to do different things during the day because at any moment someone might have something of varied urgency, sometimes really not urgent. Sometimes, you know, a parent's really upset or a kid is vomiting and they need to know what to do. And so it's just a lot. And there's also a significant burden of emotional labor. I absolutely it's part of my job, absolutely, to appear calm and nurturing while I myself might feel exhausted and stressed out. It's just part of it. But at the same time, that kind of adds a layer of stress. My husband is a surgeon and he always listens to me answer calls overnight and says, you're too nice. And I'm like, well, I am a female in a pediatric subspecialty. And if I am not nice, then I am failing everyone and not doing my job. So yes, there is emotional labor involved. I'm a little resentful of it, but I also am accepting of it. It is what it is. So anyway, you guys know I love my rituals and my rhythms and tracking and being an upholder, you know, sticking to things I planned on doing. But you know what? I've also gotten to the point in my life when I recognize that during call weeks, I just need to let myself off the hook on a lot of things. I will not fill out my planner in such a detailed way. I will not stress out over a missed workout because I was woken up multiple times overnight. I will allow more screen time for myself and not beat myself up because I, you know, scroll my phone a little more than usual. I am down for some takeout for lunch or, you know, a nice treat for dessert, something like that. And I just, I mean, I've gotten to the point where I kind of understand that I need to care for myself in those ways when I am working hard on call. And it's taken me a long time to be accepting of that. But I think it's better to just recognize that those times are finite and that I don't have to follow my own rules all the time because they're mine. And again, rules should serve you. Your planner should serve you. I'm not there to serve my planner. And so if I don't fill out my detailed daily pages on the days that I'm on call, or maybe I get a little behind in my five-year journal, that is okay. Nobody really needs to know that I was, you know, tired on (laughs) January 
the 29th and, you know, didn't have much to say. There can be a blank space. It's totally okay. So while I do meticulously plan out my patient rounds, and I actually am probably one of the slowest to get ready to go to the hospital because I like to do a lot of pre-planning of how I will, you know, address different patients and kind of have a whole laid out sheet of how I track the consults I'm going to see. I actually have like my own checkbox method where I put a checkbox if I've seen them, a checkbox if I've written a note, and a checkbox for any orders, and then a special little icon I write myself when I discharge. I know there are so many different ways of tracking patients and different types of patient lists and different specialties are going to be better served by different methods, but this works for my specialty. And so I do a lot of planning, but it's not, you know, my daily routine. It's more related to my clinical job and that's okay. That's what I have the bandwidth for during those days. So I say all of this, not because I know I have tons of listeners who take call, although I do definitely have some. So shout out to the other medical or providers out there caring for people, or maybe you take a different kind of call. Maybe you're the one who, I don't know, like when there's an emergency maintenance issue at your company, you have to come in in the middle of the night and deal with that. So I recognize there are all different kinds of call, or maybe you have a newborn, which is basically like 24-7 call, or you're dealing with a sick kid, or you have a big exam coming up with a deadline. You know, all of these things carry a similar type of stress. And I just want to encourage you to actively give yourself permission to relax your own rules or create a set of stress week rules to follow during those times that get to trump all of your other rules that you might impose upon yourself during the rest of life when you're feeling good and not sick and life is just more routine. Another thing I've kind of embraced during my call weeks is trying to recognize little moments of joy when they occur. This morning, I was singing aloud to Taylor Swift with my kids in the morning, as I do many mornings in the car. My daughters and my son and I, we all kind of belt out different songs. And it was so nice. And I was just like, you know what? Like, yes, I am on call, but also nobody called me during that 20-minute commute. And I got to enjoy some great music and singing at the top of my lungs. And I actually flirted with singing on this podcast episode and then was like, no, probably not the best idea. Maybe in the future. Or maybe like one of these call days, I will go home and stop at Dairy Queen on the way and enjoy 10 minutes of peace where I decide that I'm just going to, you know, eat my blizzard and not answer any calls because pretty much everything can wait 10 minutes. Finding little oases in the stressful weeks can be a lifesaver, little things to look forward to and also savoring the little nice things that do happen. Now, one other thing I have to say is that my husband is going to listen to this and just like laugh because I am very grumpy during these weeks overall. And I think he bears the brunt of that since, as I mentioned, I can't really be short or irritable sounding at work. And so guess who's left to deal with (laughs) the residual irritability that I inevitably bring home? It's him. So if it helps you to know that even though I can talk a nice game right now about what works for me, I also get stressed sometimes and I yell and I'm short and I'm not entirely zen the whole week of call. And that's okay too. So stress is stressful. We find different ways of dealing with it. We figure out what serves us and hopefully we figure out a way to make it time limited. I'm lucky that for me, at least these weeks are naturally time limited and I can find some little moments of peace or treats along the way. All right. I hope this helps anybody who is undergoing a lot of stress this week to know that I don't stick to all my rituals, that I get annoyed just like everybody else, and yet still we are going to get through it together. So finally, I wanted to take a couple of minutes and talk a little bit about Best Laid Plans Academy as the signups are coming out 
I guess tomorrow at 10 a.m., if you are on the wait list, you'll receive an email with links to sign up for the next round of Best Laid Plans Academy. So why did I start Best Laid Plans Academy? I get so many emails with listeners reaching out with questions, and I just realized there was like no planning curriculum anywhere, and it just sounded so appealing to build one about like each level of planning so I could take people through in a kind of deliberate, methodical manner, step-by-step towards improving their systems or creating a system that worked for them. Because I actually think we really don't spend enough time figuring out a great planning system because it's going to really reverberate upon the rest of our lives. And yet many of us kind of go day by day without thinking that much about how we're doing it. So that's what got me inspired to doing it. I looked to see what resources were out there, didn't find all that much, Although shout out to Kelly Nolan, who has kind of a digital planning course that's a little bit different. It's more devoted to digital time management. She was really, really inspiring. And honestly, that's probably the closest thing to what I offer at Best Laid Plans Academy. But hers is more of a very step-by-step method, and it is focused on digital planning techniques. So if that's what you're looking for, and she especially appeals to attorneys and other professionals, then she is a great resource. Mine is a little bit more, I guess, like holistic because I don't have a specific method that I prescribe or specific tools that I ask my Best Laid Plans Academy people to use. I have some suggestions. I'm always up for suggestions. You know that. But it's a little bit more open. So what I decided to create is seven live sessions that are kind of at different levels of the planning spectrum. So we start with managing inboxes and preparing to plan. Then we go into annual planning daily planning and ritual building, weekly planning and communication with any other stakeholders involved, monthly and seasonal planning, tracking and collections, and finally putting it all together that's organized into seven sessions or chapters. They're held every one to two weeks, and it's an hour-long live session where I have you actively planning during these sections. So you bring your notebook and you write lists, and I might teach a technique, but then you'll be writing down a list, and there's assignments to be completed at the end so that by the end, hopefully, you have a cohesive system that really, really works for you. And There's not tons of one-in-one interaction, although there's plenty of time for questions during these sessions, and there's usually a really, really fun active chat going on as we're doing the Zoom, and I'm just so grateful to the participants for their energy as they're supporting each other and giving each other ideas, and you do get a one-on-one session with me that's included for 15 minutes. That is optional, but I've noticed a lot of our BLPA round one members have taken me up on that, and I'm super excited for those. Some of them I've already had, and they've been great. And then you receive a workbook in PDF form for each chapter. It's in full color. It's really, really pretty. I had a designer work on it for me that did a wonderful job, as well as a textbook. And then there's a little Cliff's Notes video version for each of the live sessions. Plus, I upload the Zoom video as soon as we're done so that if you can't watch it because you're in a different time zone and you want to do it asynchronously, you can watch the video. There's also a sharing community built in. So if you are somebody like me who really doesn't use conventional social media, but you still want somewhere to ask your planning-related questions or post your goals list, that is available in the course app as well. And I do use the the program called Kajabi to organize everything, which is kind of the probably most popular course platform out there. And the whole thing spans about a three-month span. So it's about a quintile devoted to getting your life organized at every level. This first round went from January to the end of March. And the second round I plan on having from April to the end of June. So I would love to have you. I did limit the first session to only 30 participants. And I know there are many more that want to join. So I'm thinking about making it a little bit bigger for session two. 
there's a tiny part of me that wants to have kind of two time options for the live sessions. I just don't want to complicate matters too much. So I do would love your feedback, you know, going forward as to like, if there's a certain time you would prefer to have the sessions, because maybe at some point I'll have like a couple of different options, but it will still be a limited number of participants, partly because those one-on-ones, you know, I can only do so many of those. And I, I still really feel like I just crave getting to meet each of the participants and answer your questions and get to know you a little bit. So yeah, I'm super excited to have anyone interested. But if you are interested, I highly encourage you to get on the wait list and then look for that email on Tuesday that will come out at 10 a.m. Eastern time with a link to sign up. And so you're getting on the wait list doesn't commit you, of course, you would have to you know sign up and it is a paid program. So you sign up and pay if you're ready to move forward. And then once the slots filled, they'll be filled until the next round, which will probably be a summer session or maybe like a back to school. And I am hoping to have a live event in November of 2023, still working on location and finalizing dates for that. Of course, I will let you know as soon as I know. But I do think I'm going to offer that to both people who have already attended BLPA and others. So it's going to be a little bit different, a little bit of an add-on, more of a planning retreat, so to speak. So if you're like, no, I don't think I want to do this because I want to do the live one. Honestly, you could do both because I think they are going to be different types of experiences. I just realized I forgot to mention where you can sign up for that waitlist if you're interested. It is at theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com slash B-L-P-A. You just go to that and it will get you to the waitlist. That's theshoebox.com slash B-L-P-A. If you get on the waitlist before February 7th, then you will be able to receive that email with details for how to register for round two. Okay, just had to pop back in because I realized I left that very important detail out, although it's also in the show notes. All right. I managed to record an episode while on call between my patients and a meeting. So I feel really, really good about that. Keep your questions coming. I hope to see some of you in the next round of Best Laid Plans Academy. Keep the text coming. If you go to the show notes, I now have a link to where you can text me. You can always email me. You can sign up for my newsletter or you can leave a comment on the blog or on the show notes at theshoebox.com. T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com. I also left a link to where you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So if you haven't done that, I appreciate every single one. I love reading your reviews. So if you want to actually write something out, that is awesome. And until next week, I hope you have a wonderful beginning of February. My newsletter will be late. So if you haven't signed up, I probably will come out after this episode comes out because I'm not going to be able to craft one during my call week. But that's okay because life is not about perfection and meeting artificial deadlines. It is about enjoying and moving slowly but deliberately towards the things that we want. So I will see you next Monday. And until then, have a wonderful week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.